Welcome back, Fantas, to another wonderful episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. My name is Adam. And my name is Aaron. And we are to talk to you all about Keenan and Kel, the 90s Nickelodeon sitcom. Especially one episode in particular, season two, episode five. Haven't got time for the paint. This episode is all about releasing our artistic expression and then, of course, trying to make a profit off of it. I think that's a very good follow-up to our past few episodes getting really philosophical and in-depth looking at the art of this program. Well, I mean, this is art, right? This TV show is art. <laughs> the cool yeah. cool thing about artists is all artists do is they create things, right? And that's what that's what happens in this episode. Three big creators on the writing team for us. It's the, the classic trio of uh, Dan Schneider, Kevin Coppolo, and Heath Seifert. We're happy to see them back, even though season two has been going pretty well without uh, without them for a couple times, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was. They've been. They set up a good engine here that's running just fine. Uh, but when the three of them get together, magic usually happens. That's right. I think we have some magic this episode. At the very least, we have some some art made. So let's uh, let's jump into it. We hop on the big orange couch or big red couch. Which one are we calling it? <laughs> big orange couch. Uh, big orange couch. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, after, of course, your Dan Carlin-style intro. Imagine you're an anthropologist or paleontologist. I'll let you find out the difference. And you're out excavating a newfound set of caves. On the wall of the cave, you see something no human has seen for a long time. Paintings, clearly done by some distant human being. You spend a moment in awe, recognizing that this was painted by a fellow homo sapien anatomically indistinguishable from yourself. These paintings may date back tens of thousands of years, back into the upper Paleolithic era. You wonder who the artist was and what became of their ancient existence. It's no doubt that art plays a unique role in the human story. Not only is it a way for people to express themselves, to reunite communities together, and to honor their gods, art stands the test of time. A lot of things can be classified as art, like the Great Pyramids of Egypt, the famous Van Gogh paintings, and that mug you made in ceramics class. Even, maybe, a 90s Nickelodeon sitcom featuring two high school best friends in Chicago, Illinois. Art has no one definition, but all art has the potential to stir emotions up within people and within tribes. Now, there's a not-so-clear distinction between good art and bad art. But professional art collectors can somehow tell the difference. It's their job. While your mug isn't considered a masterpiece, Starry Night surely is. Good art has a lot of moving pieces to it. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But one of those is most definitely the clout of the artist. The painter that makes the piece. While it's hard to pinpoint what makes art good, it's even harder to make good art. So once somebody does it, they're in the game. Well, making good art seems to come easy for one of our friends in this Chicago duo. For a brief moment in time, Cal Kimball has promise of being a real artist. A true painting professional. By our standards, he seems to have no problem making beautiful art. Let's just see what the critics have to say about his work. So yeah, it's uh, they're in the after the theme song, they literally sit down to enjoy the art of the show. Brilliant, brilliant, and so yeah, we are we're painting the canvas of uh, of we have the backdrop of the intro, right? That's our our base color, and then we start to paint on Keenan and Cal. Keenan's wearing an outfit that we've seen before, and not a very fresh palette in in their wardrobe. No, no. Well, at least for Keenan. No, not for Keenan. Keenan's wearing that that polo shirt with the white collar and the light blue and dark blue, like giant checkers, like giant squares. And then Kel is wearing a gi with an, yeah. or, an orange belt and an orange hat. I'm glad you got the name correct. Oh, I, I, know, my, uh, I know my martial artists out there, so got to get it right. Yes, uh, Kel, I, I love his... Something I wanted to note for this episode, his hats always matched like the two tones of his outfit, which is crazy. He must have <laughs> the combos of hats. They must have like a hat person 
on set that like will like combo those those hat colors. I feel like they just stole his hats from like other sets where people are like dressing up in costumes. <laughs> well, yeah, but this one it's orange and like the gee white color. Yeah, <laughs> or like the off white. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's the the underbrim. The orange matches his belt color and probably also his favorite color of soda. <laughs> That's his color and the color of Nickelodeon. It's no wonder they chose orange soda, right? Yeah, right. I I also want to say that uh, he, so uh, Cal is about to exhibit some of his karate skills, and an orange belt in karate it uh, <laughs> represents the like kind of the second level. Uh, of, uh, it's like wh- white is int- entry color, orange is like you've passed the first test. So right, and he's this a is kar- bit of a novice. This is karate, not a real martial art. <laughs> Whoa! Hang on. I'll, I'll take some words with that. I, I, I actually, I think I have an orange belt in karate. Well, that's pretty cool, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I can really get you pretty far. I, I took, I took it as a physical fitness credit in in college. Oh wow! I wish I had a physical fitness credit. Oh, you didn't get one? No, we didn't have that at, at my my fancy liberal arts school. Yeah, it was great because I, I would go like you know first thing in the morning, and then after that, I'd go to the gym. It's probably my most active like semester physically. Yeah, all of my semesters were active on running around the track every single day. So, what, what I'm <laughs> saying is that I, I could probably take this Cal in a fight. Well, well, I mean that's saying a lot. I mean he is a karate man. Um, he also <laughs> refers to himself as a grunt man, and he starts grunting. I think that's I think that's right. There's a spur- certain word that <laughs> for that kind of karate blast of energy I, I didn't get a name in the class i can't tell you what the word is <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know it was a special word that's it's a busy semester <laughs> come on <laughs> come on what'd you get what was your grade i was probably like a b plus oh my god it's karate <laughs> <laughs> i know I, I i took a b plus so i could like you know get like not a d in other classes right <laughs> engineering's hard i understand i understand uh he, he shows off some karate skills that he uh he does some poses and some moves and uh, he uh, tempts Keenan to come grab him. And so Keenan walks over to him and gives him a big bear hug and lifts him off the ground, <laughs> to which Kel is kind of frustrated. He's yeah. like, not like He's that. Like, what, what, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Keenan very easily is, is much larger and much stronger than Kel. No offense, Kel. Kel uh, wants another piece of him and tries to get him to punch him in the nose, which Keenan refuses to do. Yep, and then Kel wants to show off. <laughs> he wants to show off a move that he's been mastering. It's it's a back kick with a Jimma Jabba twist. Yeah, this this the Jibber Jabber twist. I believe is just a, a roundhouse kick. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. So, anyways, Kel, luckily, luckily for us, the Fanta's out there. He demonstrates this kick, even though Keenan doesn't want to see it, and he ends up uh, kicking the camera. And then we get a really phenomenal special effect um, of a, a broken camera screen that looks like a couple like sc- scribbled lines from MS Paint. Yeah, he's got some MS Paint lines and he some, cracked the lens. Some gray lines. Fortunately, that does not impede on the rest of the show. It's it's filmed just fine. Um, but uh, yeah, Keenan uh, rushes Kel off stage and tells him to giddy up, Paco. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, Kel's like, hey, don't tease the karate man. Like, Keenan, you're getting <laughs> yeah. me all disoriented. And then that's that leads us into the episode. Here we go. Uh, I, yeah, I want to say that I li- I've been liking the season two intros a lot better than the season ones. They're, they're, they, yeah, they have a really good rhythm to them. They've got no duds. They know what they're doing, and they're still pulling, like, new stuff out. Although, didn't, like, they have, like, break a cinder block in a previous one? They, I don't know, but they, they definitely have, like, been doing some good stunts. I, I do want to say as well the second point. As Kel runs away, he does like a like a la da like a la di da pose. <laughs> yeah, like a, I have a feeling really can you miss it. I have a feeling that the intros and the outros are the audience's favorite part because that's like when they're they're being engaged with the most. Yeah, I agree. I I have something to say about the outro to this one. It is it is it is phenomenally insane. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will talk about it. Don't worry. We'll get there. Um, but first, we are brought behind the red curtain to what looks like an art classroom in high school. Yes. Uh, it's This might be one of the first times we see them in high school. Yep. 
in like actually class. <laughs> and uh, the, their art teacher is talking all about the glories of paint. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she doesn't have any other characteristics. That's it. That's she and she doesn't exhibit any other forms of art appreciation. It's all paint with this lady. Paint, paint from your hearts and your, and your souls. <laughs> yeah. P- pretend your name is Painty McPaint. Uh, we we also meet uh, one of Keenan Kel's classmates for the first time, Janet. Yes, and Janet is um, very uppity. I think is the word for it, Gra- right? Uppity. <laughs> <laughs> great word. Yeah. Great word, Adam. <laughs> She's very uh, kind of uh, posh and snooty. Posh and snooty. <laughs> well, you can't do it for every word. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting carried away. Um, yeah, but but anyways. Keenan starts like talking about painting and uh, Janet goes up. Oh, can you please be quiet? I can only paint inside or I can only, I need to pay attention or something. And then Keenan snaps back at her like, Oh, I'm Janet. I can only paint in utter silence. Um, something along the lines of that. Yeah. So she, she gets some, uh, some, some dirt thrown back at her, but it, it's nothing that she doesn't like earlier prompt. Yes. Yeah. She's, so. she's in charge of the provoking. Uh, Kel arrives. Uh, he has got more red paint, and uh, he, as he inspects Janet's painting, he gets a big old red paint uh, splatter on her shoulder. Yeah, his hand has red paint all over it, so it was <laughs> bound to happen if you uh, if you saw it coming. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not wearing like more than they got like smocks on, right? Right. Oh, do they? Um, the, <laughs> some of them have aprons. Some of them have like jackets. Mm. But yeah. did you ever do like painting in your high school class? I never, never did painting. I never did. I did related arts, not like studio art. Yes, same. Uh, well, I, I had a studio art course, but we didn't get that far with the paints. Yeah, painting on a canvas—that's pretty like high level. Those are expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got a good like art budget in their school. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's time to kind of <laughs> show off their paintings. Yep. So Keenan goes first. Um, as his teacher asks him to, and he doesn't really want to show it, but he goes ahead and yeah, he shows it. It is a uh, bunny rabbit and everybody starts laughing (laughs) because, uh, it's, it's very oddly, it's misshapen as someone points out. Keenan then goes to explain the painting a little more as if, uh, you know, a bunny rabbit on a canvas isn't (laughs) explanatory enough or whatever um he he says it's a bunny rabbit playing a trombone sitting on an avocado (laughs) which is just a great description not a carrot a trombone i want to say that this is a a bad painting like scripted and someone in the art like direction for the show like put it in front of keenan and keenan just kind of riffs on the stuff in it Uh, yep exactly (laughs) the art professor even after hearing that description thinks it's very uninspired Yep, she does not like it. Now, then we see Janet's painting, which I personally think it's worse than Keenan's. Yep. Well, I think this is actually um, Janet is like the nerd, right? And this kind of just shows how some nerds have no touch with creativity. Oh, yeah, she doesn't have any of that artsy side. She's got it's all... nothing. It's all brains and and lines on a notebook and chemistry. No heart. No heart. Yeah, so she her painting is um, as she describes. She calls it "flower in a pot of soil." Oh, it's just an awful name <laughs> for the awful. It's like a third grade level of uh, just basic colors and basic like patterns. And uh, Keenan does a very good job calling it out. Yep, he says you should have called it Janet in a pot of no talent. Yeah, it was, it was it was really good. Yeah, just Keenan, <laughs> Keenan making sure that his isn't the only painting that's made fun of, which is you know good for him. Yeah, <laughs> I think they get ready to make fun of Kel's painting. Everybody's ready. Everybody's rearing up, you know, rearing ready to go. And then uh, Kel shows his painting, which is called Sunset, Funset, and it is a a pretty like you know a, a pretty decent beachside scene. Yep, you can see the the pink and orange sunset falling over the horizon. We got some palm trees and some some like bushes, and it's a really nice painting for uh for Kel. If I was like renting a shore house, I would expect to see this on the wall. Precisely, and it's a it's pretty neat. 
And so, yeah, it, everyone's very impressed, including their art, uh, art teacher. Well, I'll get back to that in a sec. And, um, yeah, he's just kind of show, sh in showing off his ease with a paintbrush, Kel picks it up and accidentally paints over Janet's glasses. Yep, yeah, he paints blue paint over her glasses, and it's a good moment because nobody likes Janet. Not even, uh, <laughs> no, really nobody. Um, yeah, I don't think she has any redeeming qualities later on either. <laughs> no, I don't. From what I remember, she does not. So we'll, she's like a bad Mindy Crenshaw in Drink Shot. Oh yeah, that's a great way to put it. Mindy's a much more refined Janet. <laughs> she has much much better character uh, from Drake and Josh. So yeah, uh, we go on to the next scene. Yep, yep. So we go to a scene that we do remember and we are familiar mm -hmm. with: Rigby's. Uh, Kel brings off his painting that he's still showing off. And uh, I, this is really, I thought, a funny uh, low-key joke. He says that he got a B-plus on the painting. Yeah. Like, what was the, what was the um, teacher expecting? This is episode, like, spins off of how great his painting is. And, like, his art teacher, who loves paints, gives it just a B-plus. How do you grade art? That's my... <laughs> I'm actually like, so I'm assigning a bunch of projects as a biology teacher. So like, you know, projects that aren't really typically biology projects. Um, but like, yeah, I, I'm in the, I'm in the place now where I'm about to like grade people's creative work. And I'm like, how do I do this? Is there like a rubric? Like, what do I, how do I go about that? But yeah, it's, it's a tough deal. I'll give everybody a B plus. <laughs> I'm just well, maybe, okay. So maybe it's early in the semester. And she gives him a B plus because he has room to improve. Yeah, everybody has room to improve. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, continue kind of a uh, smack talking uh, Keenan's painting of a bunny, which uh, Cal insists that he looked that looks diseased. Yep, this is a diseased bunny. Um, it looks like it came out of a blender. Uh, it's another one. <laughs> yeah, and, and Cal um, insists that's unique. Unique. Um, in comes Chris, who <laughs> greets the gang by saying, "What's the haps?" And they look at each other and for the first time this season say, Haps. Haps. <laughs> so yeah, we we haven't heard that one in a bit. The they're kind of questioning Chris's emphasis. Especially together. Oh yeah, not the first time this season. They also did sassing. They're soon gonna start doing it uh continuously every episode. And I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, so um Chris replies, Must you always make fun of me? <laughs> There's a pause and yes. Yep. So Chris, Chris is a, a, a bit of a Janet in a way. He's a bit of a Janet, but he's definitely more lovable. Oh yeah, everyone likes Chris. Contrary to what other shows may tell you, he's he's my he's my favorite guy. So Kel then shows off his painting to Chris, and Chris is impressed. He wants to know who the artist is, and and Kel says, "Well, it's me." And Chris says, "I always thought you were talentless." <laughs> Kel goes thanks, and they like they like dap each other up, you know, give each other a little little high five, and it's just good. which is good because uh, I I thought it was weird because I saw our, our beloved trio wrote this episode. However, Kel's a little bit out of his. He's not as stupid as he sometimes is. Yeah, he seems. That's what I was gonna say. He seems very like mature this episode, very refined. <laughs> Maybe that's his artist like coming out. Ah, his artist personality is kind of taken over. Oh, ah, but maybe it's. <laughs> His artist personality is just a little bit too out there. And Keenan feels like he's losing control of him. So mm. he wants to start to channel that. But we'll get there in a second. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping on our philosophical um, takes on, on these episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's two things I want to point out this in the background of Rigby's here. Uh, number one is there's a couple patrons at Rigby's right now. It's not as empty as maybe season one. Yeah. Oh, maybe they're doing better. Well, one guy is just, he's just got a can. I couldn't tell what the can was. It's blue, it's got a yellow lid. And he's just, like, looking at it and comparing it to other things on the shelf. Throughout this entire scene. <laughs> just other items that aren't. That, uh, yeah, I see him. He's got, like, a box. Yeah, he he looks at the box, then he puts the box back, and it's... Well, Adam, this goes back to our, uh, our grocery store um, intro. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. People used to not have the option to choose. People, <laughs> the, the grocery clerk used to just just pick every, everything for them. Uh, good, well, good for him embracing his decisions. He he is doing a good job of 
making decisions difficult. Another thing I want to point out is that the uh, the Rigby set has changed in a way that the uh, the doors are are reversed. And oh. A lot of the time, uh, like the the posters on it that said that like you know uh, pasta for like one eighty nine or whatever. Right. Those were like uh, they were backwards because they were facing outside of the store. Mm-hmm. Now they're inside. Yeah, that would make sense if the doors were like propped open, but I don't even know if they are. Yeah, so I, I think at some point the set was like taken apart and put together wrong. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I or don't maybe, know. Yeah, and that, that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Maybe they just needed more stuff over there. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I think Chris. I think Chris knows what he's doing. <laughs> Through those doors enters a woman who we later learn is named Helen. Yep, so Helen is tall woman, she has blonde hair, and she immediately notices the painting that's in Kel's hands. Yeah, uh, he describes it as a fun a sunset fun set, and she thinks it's very, learning that it's his painting and his to sell, she wants to make him an offer and purchase it for her art show. So she offers Kel $300. Done, done, and done. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Kel is just blown away that his painting sold for $300. And so is Keenan and Chris. It's yeah, a pretty big that's deal. A, that's a lot of scratch. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole, uh, you know, da bomb fine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or, or, or half a jewelry store ceiling. <laughs> or international affairs spoiled from the, the, <laughs> the prince of what I don't So, yeah, they, they uh... Uh, she explains that she works in an art gallery and would like to sell the. I would like to auction the painting for to hopefully get more money. And Keenan's like, "Well, you're gonna get even more money for that." And he's basically walking over to Cal and like, "Hey, let's go to this art gallery to see what happens." She, she invites them Saturday nights uh, to the Art One Gallery on Third Street. Yep, and so that's the pretty much the end of the scene, right? Yeah, that, that pretty much they that we're off to the art show. Yep, so fast forward, and here we are. Um, we are in a nice little, like, mini amphitheater type thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, it's like, the there's the art classroom, and now the art, like, studio. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the uh, the gallery set. Yep, yeah. Where the auction's taking place. Well, again, we're starting to see a lot more scenes in Keenan and Cal. Season one must have gotten a pretty good contract to come back. <laughs> you know, because we're seeing some good stuff. <laughs> Every episode we're seeing new sets. Yeah, and it's really, really good. It keeps it fresh. Um, anyway, so on stage um, is an easel with some paintings on it. Uh, the auctioneer, the 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 paint mover, like the, the guy who moves the paintings, <laughs> who's very, yeah. very um, happy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's very uh, foppish. <laughs> foppish. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, definitely got this kind of dandy brown jacket with, like, a leopard print collar thing going on. Yep, yep. And, um, and then our, our friend with the blonde hair is there, too. And yes. so the first painting up for auction, and Keenan and Kel, by the way, are in the front row, not dressed like they should be dressed <laughs> for an event like this. <laughs> They're just wearing, like, what they normally wear, bright colors and backwards hats and all that. Um, and then the first painting is a painting of a sad turtle. And it looks it looks very, like, cartoon style. Yep, almost like, <laughs> like Keenan could have painted it. Yeah, like a, like a piece of clip art, almost. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they, uh, uh, the, the bidding starts at $500. And uh, the, those bids start to happen. And it... Doesn't stop there, people. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, the actual the seven hundred dollar bid is made by Kel, who really <laughs> wants the, that turtle painting. He really wants it, and then Keenan Keenan is like, Kel, you don't have seven hundred dollars to spend on unhappy swamp creatures, <laughs> which is good line, really good line. Um, well, Kel's desire for this painting doesn't go away. He keeps trying to bid. Yeah, and as you know, in an auction scene, it's the classic back and forth. Other people keep bidding, and Cal keeps going up with money he doesn't have. Cal keeps going up on his own bid. If I don't, if, I, if I'm <laughs> yeah. not, he's, it's, it's up to a thousand dollars, and then he, he moves it up to fifteen hundred. Yeah. So, uh, but but uh, all those numbers are trumped by uh, Mr. Waldorf Kensington, an esteemed old man, very rich old man, and he says that he would like this turtle painting for five thousand dollars. Yep, yeah, just 
far and beyond all the other amounts. Now, actually, we're about to get another amount from Kel, uh, but Keenan <laughs> is quick to stifle that. He does not want Kel to spend the 5000 or $6,000 that he knows he doesn't have. Yeah, no, it's great, too, because he's trying to bid, and Keenan's like, on top of him, making him stop. And the auctioneer's, like, pointing at them. Is that a bid? Is that a bid? And it's really a fun exclamation. No, he's just having spasms. <laughs> yep, so anyways, um, Mr. Kensington wins that bid. Um, and then next painting up is Mr. Kimball's. Yes. Uh, Cal Kimball's, um, let's see, uh, Sunset Funset. And uh, bidding begins at $500 and quickly escalates incredibly. Yes, but before before that, Keenan and Cal stand up. <laughs> and and they make cl- very clear that Cal is the artist. Well, I, I don't know how clear that is. They they start cheering. Oh, okay. For the painting, and then Helen like kind of sh- shushes them. Okay, I might have, I might have missed a step. <laughs> to shouts at them to stop. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sure you can impl- infer that it's a, a valuable. It's their painting. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, anyways, the auctioneer says it's very sunsetting, very fun setting and then our friend in the brown jacket says that it's a scrumptious painting <laughs> yes five hundred dollars is the first bid then it's a thousand dollars it keeps going and going next thing you know it's five thousand dollars and keenan and cal are baffled that cal's painting's worth that much but it doesn't stop there no uh ten thousand fifteen thousand twenty thousand and yeah. then <laughs> well i, I want to say that twenty thousand dollars is the bet by the guy right behind them <laughs> And Keenan like reaches around and like slaps his leg. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah what was that? He was like swatting him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like he's like in disbelief. He's like, "Good job, man! You're paying that much for this painting." Yeah, it's pretty pretty, uh, pretty funny. But yeah, no. Uh, go ahead. What happens next? Well, Mr. Waldorf Kensington shows up, raises his hand. He says he would like to buy that painting for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it is just, uh, this art show is is just everyone to watch Mr. Kensington, like, kind of flex his muscles. Yep, his muscles at <laughs> the, the uh, his incredible wealth. <laughs> and he's the only one buying any paintings. <laughs> yeah, right. By going, like, you know, 50% higher than any other, like, bid price. Just showing off, Mr. Kensington. Anyways, it's sold for $50,000. Of course, nobody's going to pay more than that. Mm. Um... And Keenan and Kel are are hysterical. <laughs> they are fanning themselves. Yep, they can't believe that this is happening. He jumps on Keenan's lap and they start fanning themselves and, <laughs> and it, they're just freaking out. Meanwhile, that's the end of the art show. Everybody else gets up and leaves. Um, and they're, <laughs> Apparently they're, just two paintings. They're freaking out. They Keenan quick, is quick to grab Kel, run to the back corner of the room and say his famous line, Do you know what this means? Yeah. More popular than the sad turtle. Yep. And uh, it's it, Keenan is quick to find a way to somehow exploit Kel's creative, artistic genius. I don't know how great Keenan is in math class, but, um, you know, when it comes to money, he very quickly puts the things together that if he paints, if Kel paints 10 more of that, that's half a million dollars. Keenan is ready to be a half millionaire. Um, he, he makes this business plan with Cal where because he's his manager, he's going to get half of it. And uh, <laughs> this is like this is their plan now. They're going to go with it. And, and right before we cut to commercial, uh, Cal wants to celebrate with hors d'oeuvres. But Keenan says, no way. We got to get right to painting. Yeah. Once we have this money, we can buy our own snack factory. <laughs> yeah. So it's very uh, it, that's a little telling of where the episode's about to go. Yeah. Um, might I say like this is one of Keenan's. I know he's kind of exploiting Kel, but it's one of Keenan's more honest plots to make money. I mean, like Keenan and Kel together, because they're doing something, right? They're like actually creating something that might be valuable to some people. They're not just trying to like scheme. This is some good, uh, yeah, this is a good redemption for the, um, for, for the mental calepathy episode. Yeah. Where Keenan just wants to trick everybody and, and get rich quick. This one, it's a get rich quick plan, sure, but it's a, you know... It they're they just found a value in thing now they're exploiting that loophole. I'm sure we would do the same thing. They're like a good American capitalists. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Yes, uh, so they, uh, our next scene uh, is back in the Rockmore household. Kel is alone in the family room painting, and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Rockmore come in and wonder what he's doing there all by himself painting. <laughs> he, he explains that he's painting with Keenan, and uh, he, he has a new work to show them. Yeah, so he flips around the painting that he's working on um, called Nightmare of Evil. And yes. it is very clearly a portrait of Mr. Rockmore. <laughs> yeah, he's like kind of like wearing a black turtleneck in the corner of a green room. It's very scary. <laughs> it is. It's really scary. <laughs> and uh, it, Roger has three great lines here. His first, the first one is, he's like, that's me. <laughs> Go ahead, you, you say the other ones, I don't have them down. Cheryl says, you know, are you sure? And he says, a man can recognize his own head, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, gets, he gets mad at Cal, uh, to which Cal says, uh, his new catchphrase, third episode in a row. Do, do you know what that is? I do not. Well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that pretty much how this episode's going. It's like Kel is like an artist. Keen's parents go upstairs, and uh, got, Roger's like last line is, "A man should be painted as a nightmare of evil in his own home." Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Never has that occurred on a sitcom before, let alone a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, well, I, I gotta say that I I like that um, the different ways that Kel has been torturing Roger. I, I, it's almost like he knows that Mr. Rockmore doesn't like him, and that's why he's doing it, right? Self self fulfilling prophecy. It's a it's like a what do you call it? it's a cold war between them. Yeah, where, where they just keep stockpiling hatred for each other. Well, I mean, last episode, Mr. Rockmore was encouraging Keenan to to torment Kel to you know to, so that he would would lose the orange soda bet. So maybe this is like back and forth. Sometimes he gets, like, physically <laughs> damaged by Kel. This episode is definitely more emotional damage. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, let's see. Uh, we have uh, Ke Ke Keenan. I love this moment. Keenan comes back into his house. And what does he have? Well, he has a whole bunch of art supplies. And he brings them in a, in a shopping cart. Oh, my God, I just realized that. He wheels a shopping cart into his living room. <laughs> um, but not, not only does he have art supplies at him, he also has a bologna sandwich for Kel, which he is going to allow him to eat after the next 10 paintings are painted. Yeah, he already uh, took a bite out of it, too. And Kel's pretty upset by that. Uh, yeah, but he, he's got easels, paints, brushes, all kinds of stuff, which is, I, I think there's an important undercurrent here is that uh, art supplies are not cheap. Well, that's that's the truth. And uh, I, I I don't that wasn't expressed directly in the episode, but I want to say that I feel like Kel's three hundred dollars was like an investment towards all these other supplies. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, in in some way or another, this isn't coming out of Keenan's pockets. No, no, no. I bet they they filmed that and cut it out. Oh uh, yeah, they, that would have flown seamlessly. But um, yeah. Anyways, Keenan says. Yeah, come on, Cal. The world is waiting on great art, and my bank account is waiting on half a million dollars. <laughs> so then there's this great montage of painting like the wind, as he's encouraged to do. Yeah, the accordion music montage. The accordion music ties it all together. Cal is just <laughs> painting, and he's absolutely miserable. Meanwhile, Keenan is just over there, kind of just wasting time. He's making a house of cards. He's just, just hanging out um and kel is working 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 i, I want to say that 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 uh, house of cards is really underlooked so someone did that they got like a card stacker and brought him <laughs> onto the set to make it look like keenan is doing it or did they oh yeah it could be keenan i i have no proof <laughs> one way or the other yeah but this is just a great it's just a great moment um yeah, and uh, it's a really good montage. And the question has to be asked, why does Kel have to paint all the paintings at once? And why do they need yes. to do it? Why can't they do it like one painting a week? And also, it takes a long time to do paint, like to, to make art. You can't just like... Yeah. Oh, it's, it's literally uh, called get, get Rich Quick for a reason. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So he, he uh, Keenan doesn't care about the quality of the paintings. He just wants them to. Uh, and apparently, the quality of the paintings isn't what's in question later in the episode either. No, they they look good. It's almost a red herring. Like uh, th this scene, this scene ends with Cal saying, "Like, what if they don't like my paintings?" Right. <laughs> and yeah, so it's a yeah a red herring. It doesn't really come up. It's avoided. Yep. That night, Keenan goes up to sleep, and Cal presumably sleeps down there, standing up in front of the easel. We have paint in hand and everything. Keenan comes down, wakes him up. He finished, um, and Keenan has phone calls to make, so he. Pulls out a cell phone. No, it's not a cell phone. It's the it's the home phone. It's just right there. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, I I, I want to say it's a different home phone than it's been like the past four times. <laughs> yeah, they got a green phone now. I don't know why they made phones green. I mean, that doesn't go with anything. Yeah, it's very weird. But uh, then again, we it's not like a neon green at least. Right. Uh, so, uh, what newspaper does Keenan call? I don't know. He calls the Chicago Fun Times newspaper. Oh, that's a great newspaper name. Well, it's a parody, actually, of the Chicago Sun Times. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, nice it's, a, it's a fun little Chicago joke for all you Chicagoites out there. Keenan kind of looks like look, look looks like the sun in this uh, this scene with that <laughs> that orange and yellow checkered shirt. Oh yeah, uh, again, he, very. Odd commentary on him having a very similar palette of outfits. I really, you know, I don't know what they were thinking. They could have got some more of those, but they only have two. Um, anyways, he basically tells them that there's going to be a major art auction at Rigby's. On Friday. On Friday. And we find out of Rigby's address, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you write down? I did. 909 Illinois Drive. Yes. Uh, not <laughs> a, a Chicago address. No. By my look. Nope. I saw. I found a 909 Illinois Street. Yeah, that was like a bookstore. Uh, but yeah, no. So uh, that's that's the situation. Uh, Keenan presumably calls more um, art shows. But the funny thing is, is that he he tells them that it's the shows on Friday, right? Yep. What? So, well, Kelf rushed through paint, painting ten paintings, and they still at least a day to spare. <laughs> Just. Keenan like works him like a hound for no reason. Is it classic capitalist, Adam? <laughs> yeah. Not not even capitalist, industrialist. He's just he is just exploiting this this uh this niche market. I think you've stumbled across the uh the, the theme of this episode about the industrial exploitation of like labor. Oh, yep. As soon as they f discover something with value, then immediately that value is exploited. And who are they trying to sell to? The richest man in the room. Yeah, right. Right. That's that's who fuels their. You know, the labor of these of these poor teenagers is transformed into um, just like paint and art for this rich old man. Yeah. Well, as we go into the the art show, it becomes clear that Keenan's only interested in the one percent there. <laughs> He's Mr. only, Kensington, only the rich interested the rich. in Mr. Kensington. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we're in Rigby's. It's the night of the art show. Keenan's wearing a uh, a shirt, a nice button, yellow button-down shirt with a suit jacket. Looks like a tuxedo jacket. Yeah, both him and Kel kind of get dressed up like like halfway. They're not wearing full tuxedos or anything. Yeah, but they're much more dressed up than before. Um, yes. And uh, Keenan tells everybody who's waiting that the art show will begin in a couple of minutes. For right now, you guys can grab some hors d'oeuvres. Um, and they ask, where are the hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> Keenan says, it's a grocery store. Just grab something. Um, and Chris is not happy with that. But No. Uh, uh, Keenan sums up very well. He says, help yourselves to the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Chris is mad, but Keenan, uh, you know, trusts him that they're going to, you know, uh, make plenty of money back to repay him. There's not many people there, by the way. There's only about four or five people. Uh, no, no, it's a little more. Yeah. They're expecting like eight or ten total art patrons. Keenan travels into the back of the room where Kel is nervously pacing back and forth. Well, Kel makes it very clear that he's queasy. Um, he does not feel comfortable auctioning off his paintings. He feels like he's going to get ridiculed for them. And he's, yeah, drinking a two-liter of orange soda to calm himself. Yeah, which, uh, as we found out last week, may be symbolic of alcohol. You know, like we could. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't even think about that. He's drinking orange soda to literally calm himself. 
we, no. We could have a through line here, Adam. Well, that's a really dark implication. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that after we exploited like his his um addiction his addiction for laughs last episode, that oh no. <laughs> Let's not think about it. We'll keep that on the down low. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back in future episodes, but I really hope not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- they're not alone back here. Uh, a fancy art lady uh, has snuck into the back room. She's wearing a um, like a suit, like a blue suit with this, you yeah. know, like a blue skirt, pantyhose, and heels, and she looks like she's pretty wealthy. And she tells Keenan and Kel that she will pay $20,000 for any one of these paintings back here. And yeah, Kel is uh, ecstatic that, that his paintings are worth that much. And he goes over, gives her a giant hug, lifts her up. But Keenan uh, is not as friendly. Keenan says that she has to wait until the auction begins. Like, period, point blank. Even though, like, even though it's a lot of money, Keenan has his eyes set on that $50,000. He thinks for some reason... Mr. Kensington is going to pay $50,000 for all 10 of Kel's paintings. <laughs> Half a million dollars. Even, even though he bought like every painting at the last ARC show. Well, all two. Yeah, all two of the paintings. So he only spent $55,000 on him. That's true. Uh, but, you know, he's got that his eye on the prize. And it's, yeah, very, I would say that this is, um, it's, it's, it's the same flaw that he had in the Tainting of the Screw episode. Where he turned down a million dollar settlement because for because his eyes on that prize of ten million dollars. So I can't similarly. believe I can't believe that happened. <laughs> I, I forgot about like how grave that was. Well, yeah, this whole episode is for them to if everything works out perfectly, they'll get half about the amount of money that they were offered in the last one. <laughs> it's just it's just like what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, but uh, he he turns her offer away. Uh, Kel's very upset about it, but Keenan insists that they're going to make more money at the actual auction. Chris shows up um, into the back room, and he tell um, he tells Keenan and Kel that Mr. Kensington has shown up. They all return out to the front of Rigby's. Uh, <laughs> Keenan, a- Keenan grabs Mr. Kensington's hand, kisses it, and then rubs it in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny. But before their interactions, really quick, I want to say there's a fun exchange here between Chris and the the foppish uh, art man. What happens, Adam? <laughs> the, the he he's gloating about his his outfit because Chris is pretty much wearing his like manager tie and you know shirts, uh, but he's got some nice pants on. He says to the guy, uh, "You know, my mother ironed my pants." <laughs> And the guy kind of says, "Excellent," like kind of brushing him off. Yeah, and like like scoffing almost. Uh, sorry to pump the brakes on that. But no, yes, no, no, that was that was well well deserved. Uh, they are uh, introducing Kel to uh, to Mister Kensington. We have a little confusion here because uh, because Keenan introduces him as Kel Kimball, and it. Well, actually, before he introduces him, he calls him from across the store. Uh, he says, Kel! And it's, like, really loud, and everybody's, like, covering their ears. Um, and, and then he says, wait, your name's Kel? I thought your name was Carl Kimball. Yeah, so uh, go, they have a back and forth, and, yeah, he, uh, Waldorf says, I've been enjoying your paintings for 20 years. He says, uh... Are you not the Swedish uh, painter Carl Kimbell? And Kanan's mouth, jaw just drops open and it starts to realize what's happening. And uh, he qu- he's quick to jump in and say, oh, no, 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 he's, he's Carl Kimbell. Um, yeah, yeah, we are Swedish. We are from, I don't even know if this is the order of the events that happens, but th- this happens. No, yeah, that, that happens. Okay, but- okay. <laughs> And then they, they fake accents, and then they're like, yeah, we're from Sweden, yes, yes. And they start using like, Swedish accents. Um, and then they start, like, tap dancing in, in, <laughs> in syn- synchronicity. Uh, Mr. Kensington's not having it. He's, he shouts, this is not Swede talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sees right through them. And then in a, a horrible, uh, again, with swinging the big money to, to miss opportunities, Chris steps in. <laughs> and he explains the situation, unfortunately. 
and he points out to Mr. Kensington, "Wait, you bought a you spent fifty thousand dollars thinking that th this was a uh, Carl Campbell and really it was Kel Kimball?" And he like laughs at him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like making fun of him. Uh, Chris, you know, tries to exploit any chance he can get to make fun of somebody because he's made fun <laughs> of all the time. Yeah, that's a really good point. That happens to him continuously, so he forces on other people. Yep. Well, everybody is very upset to hear this news, and meanwhile, like all the people there are a gasp, aware of the, aware of this. Yeah, and and they all get up and leave as Mr. Kensington leaves. They follow him out. Yeah. So so Mr. Kensington, uh, you know, declares that he wants a refund on on the painting that he got. Helen promises that reluctantly. Uh, I, and they all, they all like everyone storms out in a huff and as they do they start like looting the shelves of Rigby's <laughs> oh I didn't notice <laughs> they start like grabbing like bags of chips and boxes and a few things like that that Chris like starts shouting after them they ask the lady in the blue outfit who offered them $20,000 if she's still ready to accept um, accept that or, or offer that and she basically is like you're joking right well, she says the same line that Chris says in an earlier episode. You'll get nothing and like it. To which Keenan and Kel kind of stand there in their failed art gallery. Uh, start and begin crying and saying, We got nothing. Yep. And we don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's that's the end of our episode. Um, that It seems very, seemed very quick. Which it was, I, as I'm realizing now. Yeah, uh, th that's a good episode. If it it doesn't, you're not like dragging through it. No, but the episode itself was only like 20 minutes. Oh uh, yeah, right. The the ending is a very long scene. Oh, oh right. And this is that amazing ending I want to talk about. All right, let's let's jump into it. <laughs> Keenan and Cal, uh, Cal is very upset with Keenan <laughs> because of what he like forced him to do throughout the episode. Yeah, and the fact that he didn't take the twenty thousand dollars. Keenan has a plan to how to get some money back. He goes behind the curtain, and what does he pull out? Um, the Nightmare of Evil. <laughs> yes, the, the painting of, uh, of Mr. Rockmore. And I don't know if you noticed, as he's, like, moving the frame around, the painting's, like, falling out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not very secure, and maybe it doesn't have to be. <laughs> no. Uh, so, so uh, they, they, to the studio audience, they start the bidding for the painting at $5,000, uh, to which no one wants to, to bid that. Uh, they start to go down to different thousands. 4000 3000 Well, did he catch what, what Keenan says for uh, the $3,000 bid? Man, this is humiliating. Is that it? No, that, that's what Kel shouts. Oh, what does Keenan say? Keenan says... Uh, he's like, like starts to like stutter and stuff like that. He's like, three thousand dollars and a and a big tin of biscuits, <laughs> and and literally he and Kel's like start laughing, like they start like like cracking at that. Uh, but yeah, then Kel shouts, "This is humiliating." Yeah, I mean, it, that's the worst auction in the world. It's going the wrong way. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, and to put them out of their misery, someone in front of the audience makes an offer. Yep, well, Keenan says $1,000, and he raises his hand. And they're like, you're going to take it for $1,000? He says, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. <laughs> yep, and they look at each other and like, eh, all right, fine. He comes up, and he <laughs> proceeds. What does he do? He uh, takes the painting, and he takes the painting out of the frame. And then he gives the painting back to them and says that he just wanted the frame. <laughs> Yep, and as he walks away, Kel shouts, Oh, my ego! <laughs> Keenan, meanwhile, is holding the painting in, in his left hand, and he's just punching punching it. He's punching his yeah. dad's face. Yeah, he's just like, ah, forget this, and he tries to punch through it, and he can't. <laughs> I, I don't know if he was supposed to. <laughs> it's just not happening. Yeah, it's not happening, and they start like yeah, cracking up some more. He throws it aside, and uh, tells Kel about his next plan. What does it involve? Nine hundred hard-boiled eggs, a slingshot, and a chainsaw. <laughs> yep, and meet me on the roof. Come on, Tiddlywink. <laughs> Keenan, Tiddlywink. Why? Why are we going on the roof, Keenan? Eggs make me burp. Eggs make me burp. And then 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's not they have it's not over, folks. We have what may be the greatest Kel Kimball moment that we've ever seen. Yeah, and I, I so my theory is that even though they cracked and like broke throughout like throughout this this the filming of this ending, they kept it for this like singular moment. Uh, because Kel, instead of doing the regular, ah, oh, here it goes, he explodes in dancing. He goes, oh, and then he lifts up his like pants kind of so you can see his white socks. And he just starts like almost like tap dancing and then break dancing. And he goes down into a split and then he starts jumping around and he touches his toes and, and he, he's just like thrusting and, and, and doing the thing with the hands on the knees. And it's yeah, like a good like 30 second dance. Yeah. Just... Oh, it's, it's exceptional. Yeah, uh, and then he ends with, here it goes. And after that, you know, just a uh, huge display, he casually just, like, like you know, walks off. Casually walks <laughs> off, and the audience is erupting. The, the audience is voracious. Yeah, they loved it. They loved every second of it. Yeah, they are uh, in, like, you know, you can even see, because every episode ends with a uh, a shot of the, the stage, and you see audience, like, silhouetted in front of it. And all of their arms are just, like, raised and cheering. Yeah, it was definitely one of their favorite, one of the best intros they've ever seen, or outros. Yeah, and that's the episode. That's it, folks. Oh, moment, man, but that was... Uh, so, I, it's weird that the, the climax of the episode wasn't the... The art show that fizzled out. The climax was like out in front of the curtains. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. So uh, yeah, we we. Uh, uh, I would like to ask you a question of uh, whose fault is this episode's situation, Keenan or Kel? It's Ke- uh, Keenan. Sorry, Keenan's fault. Yeah, Ke- absolutely. Uh, no, no question here. And I'm happy that now as we've gotten further in the season, it's less and less debated. Yeah, no, this is definitely <laughs> Keenan's fault. But I, I do have to say. If it wasn't for Keenan, they wouldn't have been offered twenty thousand uh, dollars. Yes, but if it wasn't for Keenan, also turned down the twenty thousand dollars that uh, yes, Kel as, would have said yes to. Definitely, so. definitely Keenan's fault. Yeah, and uh, to to be fair, even if they did sell it for twenty thousand dollars, they would probably want to want to be paid back in the same way that Mister Kensington was. Yeah, but what I'm wondering is mm-hmm. why, like the Helen when she bought the painting for three hundred dollars. She had to have known that there wasn't Carl Kimball. No, she didn't. So she, uh, uh, and it's not, she just didn't know why Mr. Kensington was paying that much. I suppose, but like, <laughs> don't you think he would have confirmed before spending that much money on? Yeah, yeah, no, I. Anyways, anyways, it, it's just a little silly, but. Um, that That is a plot hole, which it's worth noting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we learned a couple things about some people in this episode. Notably that uh, Kel uh, has a talent for art. And Rigby's is on 909 Illinois Drive. Correct. And yeah, Kel, uh, um, Chris had his pants ironed by his mom. I just thought it was it was a funny gag. His mom, who doesn't have teeth, has to have her, her toes scraped and yeah. Yeah, there's one other fun fact that I have here. I tried to count all ten paintings that we see. Uh, I only saw nine of them. I, I think one was off, uh, like off screen. Uh, but uh, they, the, these are the the lists of them that, that, I, that I saw. So we have uh, Nightmare of Evil. Uh, there's a desert scene, mm-hmm. a lake scene, a river through a city, autumnal forest, a river on the outskirts of a city, and a city scene, an ocean, and a mesa. Oh wow. So yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of landscapes. So that, that seems to be Kel's uh, forte. No uh, still art or still life or anything like that. Very beautiful, if I may say so myself. Yeah, I, I would definitely. Uh, of all the paintings that you saw, would you have any in your own apartment or your own place? I like the desert one. <laughs> yeah, I, I for, even from when I was like a little kid, I used to think that those like the clouds in that one are like UFOs. <laughs> For some reason, they always, like, look that way to me, but I'm always watching, like, you know, lower definition. 
Well, maybe they are. Maybe Kel was, <laughs> was uh, you know, ahead of his time. Okay, let's uh, get into our, our ratings here. Uh, so on IMDb, this episode has a uh, it a 7.2, same grade as the last episode. Uh, who, who loves orange soda? Which, uh, and yeah, it's, it's ranked uh, 46 out of uh, 62. Very low on the list. Uh, which I think is it's weird that it has the same rating as last week, because I thought it was definitely improved. Definitely improved. Funnier, I think. Um, more, like... Better pacing. Better pacing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although, I still... I, I felt a little dis- unsatisfied at the end. Um, I think... Um, out of 10 bottles of orange soda, I think I would give this one. Uh, I wanted to say seven, but I'm thinking six and a half. Um, it was better than last week. I, I, I liked it a lot. And six and a half like isn't like a bad episode. No. You know? I want to be yeah. fair. I don't want just want to give all, all the good ones all the same rating. Um, sure. But I'm trying to, trying to be a little more fair. But yeah, six and a half. Almost a seven. Right, yeah, I feel, uh, I felt similarly. So, I, I was giving it, like, a 7 on my first watch. After I kind of, like, f- saw in full detail that f- finale, I, I don't know, something in me, I, I want to give it a 7.5. I, I may change okay, that in the future. Okay, Yeah, 7.5 bottles for me. Well, the ending was pretty good. I should <laughs> yes. I should raise mine, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I... Yeah, hey, uh, uh, that's what the season uh, wrap-up is all for. That's right. Uh, before we go here, I would like to share with everyone a uh, piece of fan mail that we got. All right, let's hear it. This letter is from Nathan L. And he writes, Hey guys, I'm really enjoying listening to the reviews of each episode from season one. Remembering episodes, especially the funny moments, brings so much nostalgia. Really looking forward to season two. Keep up the good work. So, uh, thank you, Nathan. Uh, I'm, I'm really touched to hear that people, uh, like, can use our show to like look back on their own like youth and time watching the program. I lo- I love that you find this very nostalgic. Um, I, I love that you are listening. I love that people are listening to this, especially the people in Danville, Virginia, <laughs> <laughs> which so are, are still our greatest base. Um, maybe maybe that's where you're from, Nathan. Maybe not. But anyways, thank you, and you have a great um, last name. Because it begins with L. <laughs> right. So uh, if you want to send us a, uh, a piece of fan mail like Nathan did, you can uh, send us an email at keenankelpodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, Aaron, do you know what the next episode of Keenan and Kel is all about? That's funny. I have no idea. <laughs> I've, been, I've been off this, this uh, season. These Amazon things are messing me oh, up. Y- yeah, it's all over the place, because that one aired in, like, November, and this next one's back to October. Uh, so, this episode is called uh, A Star is Peeved. Oh. And it's about a movie that gets filmed in Rigsby's grocery store. Wow. Yeah. Almost, like, safe and sorry. Uh, a little <laughs> bit like that. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll discover if this is a, a worthwhile episode or not. Uh, next time. Written by Savage Steve Holland and directed by Ken Sizier. Yeah, uh, Savage Steve Holland has not written any episodes yet, but he okay. goes on to become a prolific writer of Keenan and Kel. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Savage Steve. <laughs> I. That's a, that's a pretty crazy name, Savage Steve. <laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, so, okay, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll check out Savage Steve's work next episode uh, with... Uh, a star is peeved. Uh, talk to you guys later. Oh, here it goes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If you want to stay in touch, send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash Podcast. Our social media accounts are all at Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks, everybody.